All right. Welcome to another episode of Comic Book Squares. Uh, we're going to be doing another interview today. My name's Shane. I'm Paul. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Let's get this show started. All right. Well, uh, yeah, let's get started. Uh, Jerry, you want to go ahead and introduce, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your book? Yeah. Um, hi, I'm G.E. Gallus. You can call me Jerry. Um, and I am the writer and illustrator of The Poet and the Flea about the poet painter William Blake and his nightmarish creation, The Ghost of a Flea, as well as The Plague and Dr. Kane, which is about a 17th century plague doctor. Awesome. Also, I, um, I know, uh, just so our viewers know, we tried this <laughs> once before, but so, the, uh, so for, for us, we're asking some, some of the same questions, but for the viewers, it'll they be, be new for you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, but I wanted to ask, so we, um, how did you get started in the, the comics? Cause this was obviously like mixing poetry and, uh, you know, kind of a graphic element, um, obviously. So, um, how did the, you, know, you, you get into deciding to do comics? Yeah. Um, I've just been really writing and illustrating for as long as I can remember, like in elementary school, I was always coming up with my own characters and making stories for them. And, um, I really did my first full length comic. It was about 80 some pages in high school and self-published that before self-publishing was really a big thing. Um, and it was actually hard to find like a printer who would do it, which was interesting. Not so much now, like it's much easier now. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I just um, kind of have always been into literature and, you know, visual art and different history and culture. And so I kind of came across Blake, William Blake, as a crossroads between um, Dante, like the Divine Comedy, as well as Allen Ginsberg, the beat poet, they're kind of all interconnected. And um, so, and I saw The Ghost of a Flea, which is an incredible and bizarre painting. And that just inspired me. I wanted to know more about The Ghost of a Flea, more about William Blake. And I just decided to, that a graphic novel would be the appropriate medium for it because Blake combines illustrations with words um and so it just like kind of like a precursor to comics and graphic novels <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so i i noticed the um uh the time frame you know you said it very you know very historically which i thought was awesome 1790 um that's a you know that's a real uh interesting time it's sort of the beginning of the country and all that too and so of course you got this really you know, this story set in literary history and that, you know, these characters, and then you've got some stuff, you know, mixed with, uh, you know, kind of your own imagination. So mm -hmm. how did you decide to, to sort of merge those two? You know, you said you were inspired by some things. So how did it play out for you as you were creating? Um, I definitely started by just research. Like I, I looked into Blake, I read some biographies, I looked at his works and read his poems and, um, I definitely knew I wanted Blake as my protagonist and the ghost of a flea as my antagonist. And that was kind of the jumping off point. And um, I guess I, I did start working on a script first. Um, that's kind of my process is script and then 
thumbnails to figure out the pages and then the working on the final pages. That's kind of how I roll. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. I mean, it it came out great. I mean, that's a smart way of doing it. You know, uh, many creators uh, that we've talked to kind of have that process, right? Mm -hmm. uh, A lot of them seem to start as writers uh, and they they have some artistic ability too. Um, A lot of times they don't, they're not able to visualize it the way they'd like to see it so you know they'll, they'll work with an artist or mm-hmm. you know uh you know some additional creators uh, but you seem to be able to take care of the whole thing yourself which is really it's admirable and it's it's not an easy thing you've, you've it's done, a lot of work <laughs> yes I, I, yes I, I mean you've done the whole thing you know you're, you're your own creator promoter uh yeah. everything so no that's great so yeah th- thanks for that mm, thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So as far as, uh, you know, influences on your art, because, mm-hmm. you know, your your art and style are, are very unique and, and personal to you. Mm-hmm. But I feel like every artist is influenced by uh, pieces that they've seen before. Oh, certainly. So, you know, who, yeah, who's influenced you and, and, and kind of made you the artist you are today? Definitely a lot of different things. Um, growing up in elementary school, um, I was very into Edward Gorey, that Edward Gorey has had a lot of influence on my art style and kind of my macabre sense of humor um and a lot of people will i'll get the comments a lot that my stuff looks like tim burton and i always say oh that's Mm -hmm. the edward gory in it um and (laughs) so definitely edward gory i was very into the adventures of tintin as a child as well as um, different manga. Like when I was growing up, manga was just kind of starting to get popular in the US. Um, And I was very inspired by Ayazawa who did Paradise Kiss and Nana, which are very famous manga, but she has a very unique art style. Um, And definitely manga in general has really inspired me as far as like paneling and pacing. Um, Western comics just tend to have squares mostly and that you can see in the plague and Dr. Kane is just a simple four square page, but, um, the poet and the flea, I've definitely taken that manga inspiration of different sizes, different shapes of panels. And like, it really affects the pacing and the storytelling in that way. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I noticed that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Shane. No, go ahead. Well, I was say, I, that, that's one thing I really enjoyed about the the poet and the flea was, um, like each page was was uh, it seemed to be a little different in like how it was laid out and designed, and some of it was, you know, um, I, I mean, they're you know, sequential story, but some of it was like just you have to take in the whole page to kind of mm-hmm. get that. Is that how you normally do? Like, because uh, you said you know you you had another you have another book and then you've been doing this for a long time. Is that how you kind of normally do storytelling, or was that uh, like specifically for this uh, piece for the poet? Yeah, the um, I do prefer to do it more like the poet and the flea. It was the four panel format for the plague and Doctor Came just fit the story better, um, but I do like having this more dynamic, surprising page. And when I'm making pages, I really think about not just how each panel looks and how each page looks, but how two pages look next to each other and how the eye travels across the page when you're reading it. So those are really important things to me when I'm and I kind of do it instinctually now, but that's that's what I'm always thinking about, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
it's still left to right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was thinking she had said the manga inspiration. I was like, <laughs> making sure. <laughs> oh, I love no, I I um I, I love manga too. That's like one of the first because you know, I got into you know Batman and stuff when I was a kid. But then I remember I discovered uh, some manga like uh, later on and just started voraciously reading that. Like, yeah. But, I, you know, Trigun and those kind of fun ones. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm sure you're happy. I think there's like a new Trigun movie or something coming yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. It was actually, it's like, finally. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. I I, I love reading that stuff because it's, it's just so... Um, um, different than Western, you know, yeah. storytelling, yeah. but also the artwork. It's just really fun. They're not afraid yeah. to get, uh, you know, to go back and forth. So I'm, I'm sorry that yeah. I guess that leads to another, um, follow-up question, mm -hmm. um, which is, uh, um, with the manga inspirations, like, are you looking at doing that again in another book? Cause I know you have these two. Mm -hmm. Are you looking at doing that kind of style again uh, for a third book? Mm -hmm. I'm kind of mm -hmm. basically getting to like, is there a third book coming? <laughs> I have so many ideas for comics and not enough time to do them all. But um, I definitely, well, I'm working right now. I'm working on new pages of The Poet and the Flea Volume 2. And there will be Volume 3 as well. Like the scripts for Volume 2 and three are completely done and the thumbnail sketches are all done so i just have to do the final pages and so that's like definitely <laughs> in the same style um but i think it really just depends on the story like i have a few other story ideas that i'm developing and it's kind of like well what fits the best with this time period and this story um and i have another comic too that um i'm like halfway done drawing called Pawn My Soul. And that one's very different because I chose to do a panel on each page, like each page is one panel. Mm. So it's that's a very different yeah. thing as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Very cool. So, so Jerry, one thing that I, when I was, uh, when we were, you know, reviewing all your work and, and, and your backstory a little bit, um, one thing that you mentioned on your website is, you know, you've been telling stories as long as you can remember. So I guess, what was the first story you remember getting down um, and just saying, you know, I think I'm going to do this for a living. Was it just, you know, back of the envelope type stuff? Were you doodling in school? What was going on? Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, because I remember, like, early on, like, in elementary school, I would do, like, Sushi Cat was a character. It was, like, a black cat <laughs> in a Hawaiian yeah. shirt that loved sushi. I don't think that that was, like, oh, I'm going to make a living off of this. But um, I guess it really must have just been I had um, the comic that I did in high school called Forgetful. And it was kind of like a hero's quest kind of thing. Um, very highly manga inspired. Um, and I guess I don't even know if then I guess I just always knew that's what I wanted to do. And it didn't really matter if it was professional or, or not. But I did want yeah. to get published by a publisher eventually yeah. so i i feel that i've accomplished that long time goal finally with the plague and dr came so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely and, and i see you got your own chocolate so that's yes. not a bad deal yes <laughs> <laughs> comics and chocolate i'm not sure what else you need <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's if people exactly. don't like my comics then hopefully they'll like my chocolate so <laughs> 
<laughs> Can I bribe you with a book? Then how about some chocolate? How about some chocolate? <laughs> awesome. I like well, it. Well, and I've kind of like, um, it, it's more related the two than one might mm -hmm. think just because um, doing graphic novels, another skill you kind of have to have or is helpful to have is graphic design. And I use that graphic mm -hmm. design to make the wrappers for my chocolate yeah. bars. That's, mm. that's awesome. Oh, there you go. So you're doing all that yourself too then? Yes, I basically am a jack of all trades when it comes to my chocolate, but um, I do at least get help as far as I, I have a chocolate factory in Chantilly, Virginia that helps me make all of the bars. Um, and they're really cool. It's all bean to bar, so they import um, the cacao pods from various countries, um, including Brazil is the main source now. They um, use actually from like an indigenous tribe that mm -hmm. grows the cacao wild. It's not farmed, it just grows wild and they pick it. Mm. And um, apparently they're going, the owners of the chocolate factory are going down to Brazil next month to help bring in the harvest. So it, it's really Same. cool <laughs> and it tastes really right. good. That is that is very cool. Well, it's chocolate, I'm sure it tastes good. Yeah, that that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Very unique. Yeah. I love that. And entrepreneur, well, entrepreneur. Yeah, here. yeah. yeah. Well, one thing I wanted to ask about is, um, you know, we've we've talked to a lot of different artists, and. Um, you know, some people are doing some different things with the art form of, of comic books, and they've mentioned that uh, sometimes it's a bit of a challenge when you're not doing traditional mm -hmm. superhero stuff to get your Definitely. stuff out there. Um, you know, how how are how are you getting your your work mm -hmm. out to the people um, and making them aware of what it's you're doing? always an experiment. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I I decided a couple years ago that I would try putting the poet and the flea on tapas, which Tapas is kind of this webcomic platform and they it's more geared towards romance or slice of life type comics and more manga style than mine is. And so I was kind of taking a chance on that, like to see if there was a community that would be interested in what I'm doing. And I have had like a lot of readers on there and it just grows a little bit every day. So that's always nice. Um, and then I always do, con I try to do conventions. It's been hard, obviously, with the pandemic, but um, this year I'm scheduled to be at SPX Small Press Expo again, um, which is, you know, our local alternative comics, indie comics. It's a very big event <laughs> and um, they always yeah. have great guests. Like I feel like Charles Burns is there every year and like we've had in the past people like they've had john lewis for instance um and so that's always a good place to meet new people and get the word out <laughs> so and just shouting from the mountaintop cool. no shouting on twitter to <laughs> to get people to read and look at my stuff so yeah. So, you That's, know, that, that, that brings up a great question. You know, a lot of the creators we talked to uh, talked about their convention experience, mm -hmm. right? And some of the different approaches they've had. Um, mm -hmm. You know, some are out there just, you know, you know, shucking their stuff best they can, right? Mm -hmm. They're, you know, handing it out, just trying to get the word out. Some of them, you know, have, you know, have some promoting ability. You obviously have that. Um, what, what does your setup look like at a convention? Mm -hmm. Like, what, what do you do? I know, obviously, the work will speak for itself, mm -hmm. but obviously, we know the, uh, the attention span sometimes, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, you really need to, you're really competing for the, uh, for folks' attention span. So Definitely. what do you do at conventions to sort of grab that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's hard because, you know, I think when people go to conventions, it's very easy to have like just overload that you're being, your eyes being Definitely. drawn everywhere. Um, so it does right. help to have, I mean, obviously like a striking cover, <laughs> like if, when people see the plague and doctor came, it's like they see the plague doctor on it and they're like, Oh, mm -hmm. what's that? Um, but also yeah, just yeah. like, plague, what's a plague? What's a plague? Yeah. <laughs> we haven't I've had one of those in a long time. Um, <laughs> That's so unfamiliar. Wearing, me on this wearing a mask to, to protect <laughs> yourself. I don't know. How, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, uh, something that I've developed over the years, like it's always like trial and error and I'll just try different things. But one thing that I've noticed that helps is just handing out free stuff, whether that's like a business card or a sticker or whatever it is. Yeah. Some people like it's been interesting because if you try to give them a postcard people don't know what to do with it. It's like too big for them. They're like, I don't want this. But if you it's a bookmark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you can hand them something like small and looks cool, like even I, um, there was a guy at SPX one year who had his business card was a matchbook, which I thought was really clever. Um, so just always oh, coming yeah. up, coming up with ideas like that. Right now, my business cards yeah. are stickers. So oh, it's like oh, nice. you can have a free sticker nice. here. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> you, you know, I, I you know, I, and, and here's the reason I bring this up. To, to be honest, you know, when when I was looking at your at your work, especially you know, you know, when we're we're talking about the plague, mm -hmm. right? So that I, I always sort of hear sort of like that, the, sort of that uh, that Renaissance foreboding kind of music. Um, <laughs> is that something that maybe you've ever thought? You know, maybe you know, integrating some kind of you know, screen behind you with your work, with some music, <laughs> anything like that. You know, again, you know, today's generation is very, very visual, right? Yeah. So anything you can do, but I, I that would be I'd fun. I don't know if anyone would be able to hear it. It gets so noisy in the yeah. conventions. Yeah. yeah. That's what you, that's how you bring them in, right? You know, <laughs> Gee, what, what is she playing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've even thought of like getting a small printer. Like I've, I think I've, seen online like people get really small portable printers and they'll just print mm. off an art print like as soon as someone okay. requests it so sure, gotta think sure. of like oh, wow. kind of gimmicky things that people like yeah. immediately can recognize what it is like they don't have to think too hard about it it's all very psychological mm -hmm. gotta just draw them it, in it is <laughs> it is like like i said it's that entrepreneurial kind of marketing you've got that obviously you know you've you've had some some considerable success so and i'm sure maybe a drop of two a chocolate would <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> that's what your business card should be on yeah. is the chocolate bar wrapper <laughs> that would get very expensive to hand out <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. i could just say you know but under under your name you know comic book creator chocolatier mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. you don't see that <laughs> that's no. true that's true <laughs> i mean i i read i read comics and i eat chocolate <laughs> i don't make either <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's interesting though i've kind of up until now kind of kept the two somewhat separate because i feel like mm -hmm. The people who like the chocolate don't get the comics at all, so you kind of have—I kind of have to keep it a little bit separate. 
but yeah. especially, especially the plague thing. Yes. Here, have some chocolate. Have a book about the See, plague. That's, what? That's the thing too, because like all my chocolate flavors are literary inspired. So I have like Alice in right. Wonderland and like the Call of Cthulhu. But sometimes oh, people wow. request like Frankenstein, for instance, and I'm like. What flavor is that? Like, I don't know what flavor flesh flavor. It just has a bunch of stitches yeah, exactly. in it. It just stitched yeah. together, you know? Right. Like, uh, I've, the Call of Cthulhu was a hard one, but I kind of figured yeah. out, like, it's um, nori seaweed, ginger spice, and candied ginger and dark chocolate. So it kind of has that nautical, oh, like, yeah. you know, Cthulhu is in the ocean and um, then, like, the kick of right. the ginger is kind of like the horror that Cthulhu, <laughs> you know, scares everybody. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> the Kraken, releasing the exactly, Kraken and all. Exactly, exactly. So. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Great. So, um, I, I wanted to jump back mm-hmm. to, we are talking about some of your work when you were young mm-hmm. in that 80-page uh, um, graphic novel that you had self-published. Are you looking at ever bringing that back, do you think, or maybe even taking that original story and, and uh, you know, revamping it if you, if, you know, if you saw stuff to fix later on as you mm-hmm. had more experience? Um, I think I'm kind <laughs> maybe of... Sushi Cat? Are you sushi, sushi Cat. cat I would maybe bring back Sushi <laughs> Cat. Um... Maybe it can be the new Hello Kitty and Pusheen Sushi Cat. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) yeah. Sushi Cat on your handbag. Exactly, exactly. Um, So I I don't know if I would redo the one that I did in high school. I think that I've come a long way since then. Um, But I do always, like, um, the Hero's Quest and, like, Joseph Campbell's A Hero with a Thousand Faces is always kind of my starting point it's the foundation of my storytelling so you know it's in every all the work that i do um so like even the poet and the flea and the plague and doctor came there is that hero's quest quality to it um but i don't think i would i'm a little embarrassed by my original comic so i don't know that i would go back to it (laughs) Not at all. I, you know what? You know that's the one thing. People are always interested in an origin story, right? Yeah. You had to get started somewhere. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Maybe maybe a director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's funny. Well, mm-hmm. one thing I wanted to ask is, you know, back to the idea of, um, you know, how you get your word out there. You know, one of the things that I thought of immediately when I was reading your work and just looking at your art style was uh, my family and I tend to mm-hmm. go to the, the Renaissance fair, uh, you know, oh, yeah. every year when it comes into town. And I was just, and now that you're talking about your chocolate, I almost feel like, you know, that might be an interesting avenue to explore is like getting a booth or something like that and yeah. have the chocolate and the comics at wow. that yeah. kind of an event that is different from sure, traditional sure. comic book store, you know, um, you know, just have you ever explored other ideas for distribution, mm-hmm. whether it be schools or um, uh, I've done or something like, that? like different for for the chocolate. I've done a lot of farmers markets and things like that. And mm-hmm. or like even yeah. local. Mm-hmm. We have a Gaithersburg book fair that I've done and we have a Kensington book fair that I've done. Um, but it just doesn't seem like the right place for the comics so much. But um, maybe like a Renaissance mm. fair might be interesting if i ever did like a more medieval piece of literature like if i did a divine comedy or like something Mm -hmm. like that flavor perhaps Mm -hmm. the only thing is that it is hard 
to sell chocolate when it's hot outside. (laughs) (laughs) So like even in October, September, when they have Renaissance fairs, it's sometimes too hot. I mean, I do keep things in a cooler Mm. so it doesn't melt. And then I have display like what I call dummy bars that are fake chocolate but it looks like the real thing and people are always like wait this is too light to be chocolate i'm like it would melt if it was real (laughs) it's like the it's like the empty toblerone box you know right (laughs) where's my chocolate but um (laughs) yeah or maybe like i have had my publisher cast iron books have has suggested for me to do like a dr came chocolate which i haven't done but maybe that would be cool but I, I don't know yeah. what flavor it would be yet. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Great stuff. Very cool. Well, that's I, was, well, that, I mean, that would, I don't know. I, I, I love that idea, Shane. I think that would be really fun to, to do that. Like, have you ever brought your, and I, I know we keep talking it's about okay. the chocolate, but it's so cool that you do that. Um, have you ever, did you ever bring that to a convention that you've done? Yeah. Like, with your books like like uh any of the comic i've tried to do that before like i asked the spx people if i could sell my chocolate and it was a no so um that was interesting i mean it's like it's so complicated with like licenses and stuff like and if you're selling food Mm. it's a very different thing from selling a book or Mm. comics so it hasn't Mm. happened yet but maybe one day (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that is a cool way. To, I mean, if I saw that at a con, I'd be like, I could go check this out. Literary, literary chocolate bars and uh, yeah. you know, graphic novels. Yeah. I'm going to go check that out. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, that makes sense. Like selling food and then it's different licenses. Sure, sure. Yeah. 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 That's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very complicated. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's very complicated. So, well, Ben, we're going to. We're going to make sure to put all the links. Yeah. And yeah. So when we, uh, uh, so to so all of our viewers or listeners, check the show notes, check the, uh, check the description on the video. Uh, we'll have the links off to, uh, the top of site and, uh, and, uh, uh, Jerry's other, um, sites and stuff. So, uh, please check those notes so you can get over and read, um, her book, the Pot and the flea. What was the second the pl- one? I, the I keep plague the and, and Dr. Kane. The plague and Dr. Kane. So, so check check our uh, show notes for the links to to those books and uh, pick them up. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming on. I mean, it was just a pleasure getting to know you and 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 see your work. It's always interesting to see stuff that's you know outside of you know like I said yeah. the superhero stuff. It's I think it's wonderful to expand the the art form into other areas. So yeah, mm-hmm. kudos to you for bringing something unique and different to the art form. Thank you so much. Thanks yeah. for having thanks, me. Jerry. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, that was really just fantastic to, to get to know Jerry. Um, please subscribe, uh, hit the like button and the notification bell so we keep bringing you uh, content like this, and we'll see you on the next one.